0: just keep telling you this and telling you that do what I say and you'll never go back I say there's a lesson that I want to teach well here I am baby practicing what I preach I got a story to tell you The love life skills for leaders where we heal the past love ourselves unconditionally and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day i'm Candace harper relationship coach and hypnotherapist and i help high performing perfectionistic people overcome loneliness and create meaningful intimate connections and this is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best possible love life whether single or coupled stick with me and learn why loneliness is on whether or not you have a partner and how loneliness can be cured from the inside out. Huh. Also, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you are watching or listening. Now, let's do this. Hello, 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 my darlings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Saturday Love Life Skills for Leaders. It's a summer Saturday when I'm recording this. I don't know when you'll be listening. But it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. uh oh, oh. Anyway, I'm very sing-songy today. I'm feeling really good. I decided that it is time because you know I, I'm on the social media a lot. I'm on the I'm on the TikTok. I'm on the TikTok very often a little bit more than I care to admit. And you know, one thing I noticed because I do follow a lot of content creators who are, you know, who who would potentially be my ideal client. Let's just put it out there. You know, women in their thirties and forties who are in these dating streets or in these relationship streets, trying to figure it all out in and out of relationships, all that good stuff. Those changes that we go through, like the amazing Esther Perel says, you know, it used to be that monogamy was one relationship for your entire life, and now it's just one relationship at a time. That's what is defining today's monogamy. And so, as we're navigating through these relationships and navigating through them, because You know, there's so many social and cultural layers upon layers upon why it's different than the generations before us as far as our mating and our, um, you know, longevity, our sustainability. As we're navigating them, it takes a certain level of skill. It takes a certain level of know-how, of mastery, life mastery, self-knowing, communication skills, all that stuff that I teach, all that stuff that I um you know, I've set up as a framework to teach all of my women out there, because what I notice about so many of, of you, of us, and, you know, I've been there myself, is that there's this air of, you know, men suck, I'm done, I hate this, I'm just going to be single, let me just be single, let me, and, you know, I've talked about it before, I'm happier if I'm single, let me just be alone, because you know, love and romance sucks and I'm just gonna get hurt and men don't know how to treat women and, and, you know, dating right now is problematic and dating apps are a problem and, you know, you can't meet people the same way and we've just been through COVID. You know, there's so many layers upon layers for why people are having this experience of their love life that is lackluster. And I was listening to a creator today who was talking about how, you know, she's she's in that mindset of, yes, it's better to be happy single than to be in a bad relationship, which I 100% agree with. Y'all know I've said it many times before, I can do bad by myself. It is 100% better to be single than to be in a bad relationship. However, the reason that we are here on this earth is to relate. Relate, relay, relationship. That's what we're here for. We need to have, have love in our lives. We need to have community. We need to have connection. We need to have someone who sees us. We need to have a witness to our lives, right? There's nothing wrong with being okay with being alone, with the understanding that alone is just a phase of life. Not lonely, alone. Being alone, being without a relationship, that's just a phase. That's a phase into you know whatever healing I need to do, whatever evolving I need to do, whatever getting, in relationship with myself needs to happen, whatever calming and and nurturing I need to do for myself, you know that's what alone time is for. But the idea that I'm just gonna make the decision to be alone forever goes against my natural chemistry, my natural biology. And I don't mean to speak for everybody, I'm sure there's exceptions to every rule, but how we are naturally designed and the reason that women who choose to be alone so often have a long list of reasons and excuses for why is because deep down inside, they feel like they have to justify it. And when we feel like we have to justify something, it's because somewhere deep down inside of us, we know it's not the answer. <laughs> we know, when we, have, when we feel like we have to convince someone of what we're doing, of, of, our, of how we feel you know, about our lives and how we're structuring our lives, it's because we know deep down inside, we're questioning it. Deep down inside, we don't believe it ourselves and i'm not saying this to invalidate the feeling the drive to want to just say fuck it i'm going to be alone i'm not dealing with any more of these trash dudes nothing wrong with that it's reasonable but we gotta stay present to the fact that first of all nothing is forever and second of all making a decision that there are no decent dudes available so i'm going to stay alone is um, is unrealistic. And unrealistic because that's not what we're built for. We are human creatures. We are built to mate. We are built to interact. We are built to connect. We have just forgotten how to do it in a way that is helpful and sustainable and actually supports who we are. Right, So today I want to talk about, you know, I I go on and on about this stuff. I know I'm always preaching about it, and I don't often share my own story. Like, sure, I've read some excerpts from my book about healing with my mom, but my actual dating trajectory, you know, I talk about the bad relationship that I had some years ago and how that sort of, you know, really evolved me into being someone who not only wanted to heal myself, take some time off and understand what that meant, but to help other women with it as well, to get out of that mindset of this just sucks. I can't do it. It doesn't work. Men suck. This, this is not it. I got to get out of it. I got to escape. I got to be on my own. I got to be hundred percent independent because these days men can't show up. Men can't do this. Men can't do that. You know, all of those uh, disempowering generalizations that we have about the other, which men do it as well. And, you know, all of those disempowering thoughts that we have about what's possible for us around, around our relationship, our love life. Those are all the thoughts that actually keep us stuck where we are. Those are all the thoughts that actually, you know, it, it's, we're going to catch 22. So if I'm on TikTok and I'm preaching about how, you know, there was another woman I was listening to and she just went on and on about How, you know, she's sick of seeing, you know, people talking about their relationships and how, you know, men don't know how to do anything and how they think it's so cute because men don't know how to do anything and and women have to do everything in relationships. And, you know, her belief, that paradigm that that's true might be informed by something that that did happen and something she's seen. And yes, there's women who are in relationships where they have settled, but her paradigm, that thinking that that's all that's possible is going to keep her where she's at. Now, that's fine if where she's at is, is okay with her. But if it was, she wouldn't be complaining. And that's the difference. If I'm truly happy single, if I'm truly okay with it, I don't need to justify it. I don't need to put anybody else down about it. I don't need to put it out there, the reason for why I'm, I'm doing it. And there's nothing wrong with it. And if I if I know there's nothing wrong with it within myself, I'm not shaming myself, or I'm not telling myself, oh, you know, I've got to make this decision to be single, and you know, let everybody know why and how bad men suck, and that's why, you know, like that's just so counterintuitive to actually being satisfied with where we are at. So I say all of that to say, I'm sharing my story because I think it's so important to to hopefully buoy your hopes. And tap into that part of you that says, I still believe, and I still understand how I can create my experience. And it doesn't have to be this story of turmoil and woe. And it doesn't have to be out there with the other, that that's the problem. It's me actually getting connected to what I deep down desire and allowing time and healing and my evolution and my growth and my sense of connection to be the thing that has me create what it is that i want because when i tell you that as you get older and i only just turned 50 in january some of you out there are older than me some of you are much younger than me but as you get older you begin to understand that you do not want your life to end without the experience of wisdom and being seen for who you are you do not want to leave it's like dr wayne dyer said do not die with your music in you you also do not wanna die without having created an experience of real human connection. And I always say loved, seen, heard, accepted. Or seen, heard, and accepted is the, is the experience of being loved. And we cannot do that until we are able to see, hear, and accept ourselves and others. So it's the practice of seeing, hearing, and accepting ourselves and others that has us on the trajectory, the journey for finding that love. Now stay with me here, I don't wanna lose you. I don't wanna lose you in the magic because I'm gonna tell you my story. So some of you know, those of you who follow me on social media, those of you who actually are my friends that are listening, you know that I have had a major evolution in this year because I started out the year in one relationship and now in the last few months have been in a new relationship in the last couple of months. So I want to come clean with that because that early in the year relationship, I've, you know, I've had him on the show. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know, his name, you know, I don't want to say his name again because I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to call him out and have anybody looking for him and making comparisons or anything like that. Cause he didn't do anything wrong. Um, You know, we just weren't compatible, but you know, we were having a, a very early World wind of a romance, and there was a lot of excitement around it because I don't know if you remember. We told the story of how we had met years before, and years before when we met, it was a random meeting in a public place on the train, and I was in a relationship at the time. It didn't go anywhere, you know. He was up to his own things, and you know his own uh, life things were unfolding. A lot of things were unfolding <laughs> for him, which you know I found out in hindsight. But, you know, when we got together, it was the end of last year. And I was at a place where I was like, you know what, I've been doing this single thing for some years now and purposely doing it like knowing I needed to do it. I needed to to be honing relationship with myself. I needed to be in the practice of what I preach, which is, you know, get into that self relationship, that self healing, be okay with being alone. So you don't have to be so attached to someone else. Being attached to being in a relationship is part of how we get into these crappy relationships and, and attract these crappy people. And so, you know, when I attracted him, I was in a place of, you know what, I am ready. I'm really ready for a relationship. Like I want it. I, you know, I love love. I'm all about love. I'm loving myself. I want to overflow into someone. And so, you know, right away we had that thing in common where we had met before. The sexual attraction was definitely there, and there was something that I really admired about him in that he his trajectory was very different than mine. His life's story was very different than mine. You know, he grew up in a much more at-risk um, situation, and you know, when he was young, was definitely involved in illegal things and running the streets, and had been in- incarcerated. But you know. We're of a certain age. And so, what I got from him and what I admired about him is a turnaround of his life. And, you know, he was in, in the, the thick of this turnaround of his life. And by all appearances, in the beginning, what I saw was somebody who really was in tune with what it meant to evolve your life. And I admire that. I love that when people, you know, are pulling themselves up by their bootstraps or taking responsibility for their experience or saying, this is who I've been, but this is not who I have to be. I can change things around and have a completely different experience. I can have that life and that love that I want. And I got a sense that he really understood that. He really believed in that. And, you know, and I still believe that he believes in that. Like, I think that he was sincere about all of that. But I also think that a lot of his habitual ways in a relationship were from his old paradigm, right? And I think that's true of a lot of us. I mean, I still do stuff that's from my old paradigm. And what I found by attracting someone who was in their old paradigm, I found myself falling into my old paradigm with this person and after a while it started to not feel good like you know what i noticed about him is that he was clearly someone who was used to women doing everything for him whether it was financially or around the house or you know and and i got a sense that his way of wanting things was that whatever woman he's with is just accommodating to everything about him and everything that he wants you know to do. Now that's fine if, you know, we're talking about all the positive things, but just, you know, just everything in general. And I don't know if you remember, I did a show a few months ago and I was just talking about like when someone is in your space and it kind of, um, you know, their needs are, are prioritized over yours. And that's what, what felt like it was happening. Like his needs. You know, the fact that he, he snored very, very loudly and I couldn't get any sleep and, you know, his wanting things the way he and his wanting to be serviced and, you know, not being someone who had the financial responsibility or the means to actually really be in a relationship in and in a sustainable relationship. Not that you got to be wealthy or buying diamonds all the time, but just wasn't in a in a financial place to actually be um you know productive and creative in the relationship kind of just had the ability to show up show up and need things and was in a space of needing demanding now i don't say all of these things to say he was a bad person he really wasn't a bad person and i think he was well intended i do think that for what he understood love to be that he did love me but i gotta make a distinction There's a huge distinction between loving you and loving what you can potentially do for me, right? And so loving you is is sustainable. Loving you is wanting for you. Loving you is wanting to see you succeed, wanting to see you have what you need. Loving what you can do for me is expectation needing, wanting, asking, begging, um, demanding, you know, and depending on what kind of person you're with, sometimes getting violent around, which was my old, old relationship, right? I need you to do this. I need you to be that. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And no matter how much someone love bombs you in the beginning, what you'll begin to see is if what they, what they love is what you could potentially do for them is you'll begin to see them um, pointing out what you're not doing for them and what's not available to them and what you don't do enough of and sort of victimizing themselves right i'm the victim of this situation you don't do this you don't love me enough and one of the things he used to say is i just want you to love me and so even that phrase is like a, an indication. I just want you to love me. Like, I want you to give to me, give to me, give to me. Now, caveat, I got nothing against giving in a relationship. As a matter of fact, I think that's what relationships are for. You fill yourself up so that you can overflow. But if you don't have two people who are filling up to overflow, and you have one who's in constant demand, and, you know, it's impossible. It's almost like a weird thing happens with, with the... Um, uh, sort of opposite polarity what ends up happening it's, it's almost like if you have a positive and a negative and I'm, I'm saying positive and negative just to suggest the difference black white positive negative one end of the spectrum or another end of the spectrum if you have two people where one is like okay i, I want to give up my all to this relationship and my all is you know uh emotional support my all is belief in the person seeing the person for who they are and accepting that person allowing them into your life and trusting that you know whatever they're coming with that they've either transformed it or that they're going to show up in your life in a way that is um uh connective and fruitful or you're on the other end where it's like you know, I'm going to make this person love me so much that they're going to want to do everything for me, that they're going to want to give to me. I'm going to be everything that they want me to be, that I, I know how to do to make them, be, make them want me, and I'm going to get them to give to me. So from that space, there's a lot of demand. So that's two opposite ends of the sort of relationship expectations. And that's where we were, kind of two opposite ends. And what ended up happening is that the end that i was on became depleted and you know i started to feel myself in my old paradigm of me then expecting because i felt uh, as if i was i was not enough i was not enough i was not enough and it's like when you start to have that feeling of like that person needs more that person needs more that person needs more it's a natural human inclination to start to feel like you know, what's wrong with them? (laughs) And it's almost a subconscious thing, right? Where you're just, you know, and I go into my old paradigm of of then being critical. And I found myself, you know, it was like snowballing more and more and more. And I don't say this, like I was an innocent victim and he was in any way an offender. Like, I think he just was coming with what he knows relationships to be, which is an old timey paradigm of a man just has to show up. Right, And you go back even further, a man just has to show up and as long as he's paying for everything, then a woman should suck it up. And I do think that that's the old paradigm of relationships, that, that statistically, that's what the dynamic used to be because women needed men in that way. Well, with this particular situation, I think with a lot of modern men, it's all I have to do is show up, but I don't have to be paying for everything. I don't have to be paying any bills. I, don't, I can show up empty handed. Because, you know, a woman today will do everything and she just wants a man in her life. And so that was the dynamic that was starting to play out. And as soon as I started to recognize that, because I'm not someone who, you know, when I'm in a relationship, I don't go deep in my pockets. My father taught me. That that is not for a woman to do. I know people have their different. You know, the whole money conversation is a hot button conversation when it comes to dating. But if a man expects you to pay for a lot of things and you find yourself footing the bill for the relationship, that's very problematic for a woman's dynamic. And yes, I'm speaking very binary right now. But you know, think in terms of you know if you if if you're um, uh, gender fluid, just think in terms of like what dynamic works for you. If you're if you Consider yourself to be a provider, provider energy. You can be a woman and have provider energy, right? And you wanna be with someone who you can provide for. And I use money because that's just the most basic symbol and the most easiest, most simple way to sort of uh, define the provider receiver paradigm, right? So for me, as a woman raised the way that I was raised, I don't believe in providing for a man financially i feel like a man who is a provider is the the energy and dynamic that i enjoy not because i need louis bags and i need to be spoiled because i'm a princess but because i for me that's a comfortable dynamic it feels like you know if you want me to be safe you want to make sure that i'm fed you want to make sure that i have a roof over my head I will pitch in because I want to pitch in and I want to be part of making sure that that you have the things that you need as well. So, you know, whether that's making sure you have that there's food on the table. And I know that's like also old timey kind of paradigm, but it only works if both people are fully engaged in providing what they bring for each other. Right, So if you're providing me some level of stability, certainty, safety, or love, you know, we put our money towards things that we are emotionally attached to. If that's what you're providing for me, then what I'm providing for you is you know, support, comfort, peace, ease. And it doesn't have to be like it's horse trading, but if there is no balance with that, it becomes imbalanced. And so usually it becomes imbalanced towards the negative. And when someone is treating you like you're not enough or treating you like you have to give them more or whatever you're doing is not enough and they're constantly in need and they've constantly got dramas going on which they want you to somehow uh, help them with and then you become depleted because you're giving from, yes, a, a um, a more abundant place, then that, that doesn't work long-term. That's not a sustainable situation. So I saw that trajectory beginning to happen. And once I saw that, I, I realized that this person is a great person and potentially will be someone's king. But in this moment, at this time, was not capable of being my king. Just not capable of being the one for me, ultimately. And nothing wrong with it nothing bad about it, nobody had to be a bad person. I just knew that if I didn't align with the things that I say on this podcast all the time and with what I say I want from the universe and what is in my God jar around what I want to experience before I pass this earth, if I didn't align with that and actually make a a choice and make a move and say, you know what, this has to be complete, this has to be over because it's not what I want to be aligned with. It doesn't align with who I am. It doesn't align with my core values. I got to be willing to let it go because I trust myself and I trust that what I want is is there and there abundantly. It is available to me. I had to be able to release that relationship and, you know, show my trust in the universe show my trust in in knowing that what i say i want what i want to manifest does exist and very shortly after i released that relationship someone new showed up (laughs) someone new showed up and you know by all appearances on social media and maybe if you're a podcast listener and they sound like oh candace that moved so fast couldn't you even be alone for a moment I, yes, I 100% was prepared to be alone for however long it took to be alone. And you know the new person who showed up would could attest to that because I did communicate to that that to him. and I also communicated that I wanted things to move along slowly. And um, you know, yeah, 100%, I would have been fine with ending that relationship and being alone. But then this other person showed up and it was almost like the universe said, okay you're you're aligned with what you say you want so here you go and so far so good these last couple of months this person you know i I believe you know what like abraham abraham hicks says i like you pretty good let's see how it goes i believe in that principle in a lot of ways when it comes to relationships but you know so far so good we're you know doing all the things the activities he's a musician and a music lover he also um you know works uh, has a great job that he enjoys and it's, it's uh, something that requires his creativity. Those are all things that I wanted in a person, right? He's smart and we have great conversations and you know, there's a lot of similarities in our upbringing core values are aligned in a really big way. You know, he's got great relationships with his children and his adult children, and he's clearly taken good care of them and raised them right. Um, There's no drama or contention there. He's not beefing with people all the time. He's got great relationships with his coworkers, you know, great relationships with his parents. Like, sweet and as sweet as he can be, like just such a sweet guy and, you know, and tall and handsome and just loves to do stuff. He's always looking for fun things for us to do. We enjoy music together. It's something we very much have in common and can talk about, which I wanted all of those things. And he always introduces me to new music. I mean, things that I've never heard before and independent music because, you know, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that. I tend to listen to a lot of popular music. So um, yeah, I you know, I don't believe you know your soulmate until afterwards. Like, I feel like that's a hindsight, uh, uh, sort of a, a hindsight understanding. Like we've been together, you know, I always say, like those couples that are on the news, they've been together for 60 years. It's like, you look back and you say, okay, you know what? That was my soulmate. I was with my soulmate. I don't believe you recognize your soulmate upon meeting. I don't believe you recognize your soulmate in the beginning. It's something that you you notice in hindsight because you've stayed together and you've stood the test of time. I think that this person is the first person since my 13-year relationship that I can honestly say the potential is there for them to be my soulmate. I mean, in the past, I might've said it hoping that it were true. I might have said it thinking, oh, you know, if I say it enough, it'll be true. But this is probably the first time since that 13 year relationship that something within me is like, yeah, like this could possibly be your soulmate. Now, that said, it still doesn't require attachment because there is no attachment to it having to be that outcome. It's just the understanding that I can now recognize and see all of the benefits of being with someone who actually aligns with what's important to me and it's what i talk about all the time the reason we heal the past is so that we can get crystal clear about what is truly important to us and why our core values our purpose who we are in the world because as long as we're walking around in a victim identity based on what's happened to us in the past we can't get clear about those things so the reason i healed my past is so that i could be so clear about my core value alignment and be a stand for it and to be able to stand up for it and say no to that which does not align i had to get to that point to be able to say this person is not the right person for me and then the reason we start all over from a clean slate is so that we don't have to bring the old story the past experiences the old judgments the things that we Um, believe are keeping us back from love, keeping us back from having what we want, that we don't have to bring those things into the next relationship, right? I can release that last relationship and say thank you for everything that it taught me, everything everything that I understand about myself, everything that I feel like I understand about you and how that last relationship grew me because every relationship does grow you. There are no mistakes. There's no wasted time. I can release that and I can start all over from a clean slate, trusting that the universe, having faith that exactly what aligns with me is available to me as long as I'm willing to stay in alignment with it. Now that last person, a great person, just not aligned with what I'm about at this age of my life, at this stage of my life. This new person aligned in so many ways. So many ways I can't even count at this point. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. And maybe one day I'll have him on the podcast as well. You know, we'll see how how things sort of play out. And that's it. That's my story. That's my story of practicing what I preach. Heal the past, loving myself unconditionally, starting all over from a clean slate. In a previous time in my history, I would have held on to that unworkable relationship far past its expiration, which is what I did in my abusive relationship. And I saw that last relationship going in a similar direction, even though that person was very different than the person before in a lot of ways, I realized that what was very similar is that distinction I was talking about. What they loved was what they thought I could potentially do for them. They did not see or hear or fully understand me and if they did that wasn't the part that they loved and how do you know that i mean there were little indications like you know when someone doesn't get your sense of humor when someone you know is like whatever you say they they're contrary to it or they have to one-up you things like that they might be able to see you but they're not in acceptance or they're not in a space of loving what they see about you what they're in the space of is loving what you could potentially do for them And that's it, my people, that's it. So heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, start our love lives over from a clean slate. I say it, I do it, I believe in it. It is why I'm a relationship coach because I wanna help you do it as well. And so you know that right now I am Uh, not only building a group, but taking on -on one-on-one clients for my curriculum, Love Life Skills for Leaders. It's an intensive, and I am looking for women who want trust, intimacy, deep level, love, and passion. Women who want to create a sense of family, a feeling of home, whether you want to actually have a family or just create that sense, knowing that you have a place, knowing that you are seen, heard, accepted, and loved women who wanna communicate effectively with any man without compromising their authenticity, intelligence, or divine feminine power. Women who do do not want to settle, but are ready to settle down in the sense that they do, they know that they wanna live out their lives having experienced what they deeply desire. I I don't want any women who wanna stay stuck in that story that all men suck. I don't want any women who are in that complaint because you're not ready to do anything, you're not ready to move, You're in your story and that's fine. Be in your story. You know, you can put it all out there, blame it on the lack of men. You know, if you're in that story, you're not gonna love this intensive unless you're ready to transform that thinking, unless you're ready to try on some new thoughts, unless you're ready to experiment with what else is possible, right? That's what I'm looking for. If you're interested, if that's you, I want you to either email me for a special invitation to my private group or go to bit.ly forward slash love life skills for leaders where you can apply. I believe you can apply for a consultation at this point. You might also just be able to sign up for my newsletter that also gets you in the sphere. Just get in the sphere. And because right now also if you're in my on my newsletter, I'm about to offer a really great offer. I mean, my clients, my previous clients who have already worked with me. They're in the group for free and i'm also offering a beta price for anybody who's already on my newsletter and so that's going to start and end pretty quickly so you want to get in my sphere you want to get on my newsletter and get get to work but you got to be ready honey you got to be ready if you're still believing and you're like oh candace you don't know what you're talking about these men suck then you know stick with that good luck with that But if you're like, you know what, no, I'm gonna have what I want. I'm gonna have the love life I desire and deserve. And you know what, I gotta tell you, these last couple of months, I'm feeling the love life I desire and deserve (laughs) in such a big way, like, yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, I wanna have that for you too as well because it is 100% possible. And, you know, there's no guarantees of forever when it comes to anything. But if you don't get to experience it at least once before you leave this earth, then, you know, what's the point? What is the point? All right, my sweet loves. That's it for now. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, at Candy Love Coach. I'm also Candice Harper Love Coach on YouTube. You'll be able to hear this show. And tune in next week for another episode, my sweethearts and until next time, just keep being unapologetically lovable. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Just keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. Bye now. I love you.